Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, welcome to the uh, Rennie Doyle podcast. And uh, with this, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Special, <laughs> special guest uh, MC here, Bob Phillips. <laughs> there you man. go. I like it because usually I'm in the hot seat, and now I got Rennie in the hot seat. And uh, no, you guys, you got them in the hot seat too. Exactly. Oh, no, I'm not us. done. I'm not done. Yeah. I got, you know, I got some spectacular detailers turned. I, we use the term manufacturers, but really it's, it's brands. It's yeah. really, really what we are. I think it's cooler too. So yeah, brand sounds really, better, doesn't it, guys? Yeah. Not that not that Levi's a brand. He's just like a – he could be a tattoo or a cartoon. Or, He's just cool. You know, he is. There's a cool yeah. factor. Everybody on here is a brand. Factor, yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, that's what's cool about it, man. Billy blows shit up. I mean, everybody's got their own stuff. I, I was know? thinking about the diversity of group. I mean, Billy, one of the things is, you know, when you have something to say, uh, you speak your mind. You think? Yeah, definitely. For so, better or worse. Exactly. Ah, exactly. You get what you get. And um, so we, we thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we've had a great day so far up here in Big Bear. We got up here yesterday and uh, we've been doing SEMA 360. We've been filming videos. We're making plans for 2021. We don't know what 2021 is going to look like, but we're making plans for it. So I'd like to welcome you guys. Um, let's start, uh, just, I'll introduce the people. We have Billy Bogus from, uh, ADG American detailers garage, uh, Jace price, uh, from TLD products, the last detail, Barry Thiel from SB three coatings. Uh, Jeremy hasn't joined us yet. He said he would be a little bit late. We're going to have Jeremy Stevens from shine supply out of Southern California, close to us. And then we have Levi Gates from the rag company. And of course, Mr. Rennie Doyle from PNS double black. So welcome, guys. That's, uh, Thanks for having us. And it's pretty cool because I look at all these. I've got a pretty good, solid relationship. Jace, I, I've just gotten to know in the last couple of years. But, you know, I got to tell you, Bob, you're not, not the jealous type, are you? Because he's pretty studly, too. If I was if I was going the other way, you know, he's pretty studly. You know what I'm saying? He's pretty studly, man. If, if you're going the other way. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm, I'm flattered. You know, I got to warn you guys, you're kind of getting us at the end of the day, so we're going to probably be a little – I'm going to be goofier. Bob's in control. I'm not. I am definitely definitely not in control. I'm, I'm a newbie. <laughs> Chris is the guy. Yeah, we got to say hi to Chris. Chris, Chris is here. Chris running the show here. We just kind of sit back and, uh, and talk. But, um, you know, I think one of the things that I mentioned as we were leading up to this is that um, a lot of people underestimate the energy and effort that it creates to uh, create a brand. Um, and it comes with a lot of emotions. Uh, it comes with a lot of dedication and hard work. And even when you stack all those things together, you know, you still might not be uh, successful. I know with, you know, with PNS and Rennie, um, you know, we had a platform, a launching pad essentially because, you know, of, of PNS's legacy in the business. But, you know, to come from, you know, a detailing background and be successful at launching a brand, it's, it's quite the accomplishment. So um, I just kind of like to open it up to you guys kind of telling a little bit quickly about yourself, not too long, um, and then kind of how you transition from, you know, a detailer to your brand. So, Billy, if you want to start us out with a little spice from Kentucky, uh, that would be awesome. Wow, I mean, you know, I'll probably come at it from a, a different direction than a lot of people is I don't live in a metropolitan area. Uh, I live in a pretty suppressed area now. It didn't used to be that way, but now uh, my angle has been uh, 
largely volume work, dealership work. And through doing that and being able to make a living doing it, I had to learn efficiency in ways, you know, cutting the fat around the detailing process. But I have a history from the body shops, the production to auction houses. I have really a history in all these things coming in as the industry has grown. And I would say probably, um, um, gotten finer over the years with the higher end stuff, the coatings, more the cutting edge stuff, of course, refine my skills. So I come at it from an area where I've experienced all these different things and I put them all together and make a process and show guys. Cause a lot of guys that are in the ADG group and that follow us, they don't, they're not in the Los Angeles or in a big metropolitan area. And I want to, so I have a vested interest in, in the industry growing going forward and how do we keep guys involved and excited about the industry. And that's the way to do it is to keep them from dropping out. So that's how we started to begin with. And then the brand was really, you know, born out of that, almost like a demand pushed into it. Uh, as far as chemicals, I don't know how much you want me to go into this, but uh, chemical wise, the chemicals just went into the process and they just, they fit like a hand in the glove and they made sense. And it made sense to a lot of people and a brand was born, uh, but just not just the chemical line. I have a passion for building people. And um, sometimes the abrasive personality works out good for that. And sometimes it doesn't. But, you know, at the end of the day, we have a vested interest in the growth of the industry and in, in building and empowering people. I think one of the things that I clearly respect out of this group is the fact that even though technically, you know, we could all be, quote, you know, competitors. I think we all realize that, you know, it's really about lifting everybody in the industry up and engaging with them and making them more successful and man there's 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 room for plenty of brands and plenty of product sales you know the customers make the choice we don't make the choice right we just launch a product and then you know they they create the choice so it's perfection custom detailing that was the, that's the name of your detail business right billy in the detailing business yeah or was is it done or are you still are you still detailing or is adg no. occupying all your time now well, I still work a full-time day job. You know, a lot of people don't know that, um, but uh, I still work a full-time day job along with ADG. But between the two of those, it's all I can handle. So to long story short, and I don't want to depress everything, uh, but I'm right outside of Fort Knox. Fort Knox is part of the BRAC, base relocation enclosures, and they all but closed Fort Knox, you know, several years ago. And little by little over the years, uh, businesses went out, you know, they moved, relocated the the economy just kind of took a, a dump. It's starting to come back a little bit now. So I had to make a choice. And basically what I had left was car lots. And I didn't want to do the car lot thing. I wanted to focus more on ADG. So the good part about doing the day job is I actually run ADG from my day job. And then I come home and run it some more. Yeah, it never <laughs> ends, right? Yeah, so Jake, yeah, Jace, you, you and I, I mean, I, I don't know you that well. We had an opportunity to talk on the phone a, a couple of weeks back. And, you know, that yep. was a real kind of, uh, prepping for, you know, this event. And I appreciate you coming on, but you kind of have a unique story. I mean, I got to tell you though, uh, for sure. The last cut talk, that shit is legit, man. And oh, that's, no. the <laughs> Thank you. I tell you, you know, some people think, Oh, you know, you just create a compound, no. put a little, uh, put a little solvent, a little water and a little abrasive in a bottle. <laughs> and that is not how it's done. So that, you know, you really have one of the most, uh, you know, impressive products in the industry. And, uh, it's, kind of carving out a niche for you. So how did you get in this business? Yes, so it, it was initially a hobby for me, like just detailing. And I finally got into the actual paint correction side of it. 
And my OCD basically drove me to a point where that's really all I was doing. Uh, I mean, I was I was doing pain corrections for a hundred bucks just to get, you know, some time in to get some time on the pain. And over time, they got to to where I was getting asked to come teach classes to do pain correction. But I knew that I, I had issues with you know, some products I was, I was already using. And I would really say the last cut was a product of my environment because I was working in, in a garage in Nevada. You know, sometimes I got to 116 degrees and some things I was using just wasn't working. So I had to mix stuff together to make it work. So I didn't think it, it was really a, a, a time for me to start teaching without having a product to teach people how to uh, people how to use. So that's when I just decided to try and find a chemist. And it, it took it took about four four to four to six months to finally find one that was open to hearing my input, because you know there were some other ones who who were quite knowledgeable, but they didn't want to hear inputs from the the new guy, you know, with no experience. But of course, I knew what I wanted the product to do. So over the six month period, I finally found one that was open to listening to the inputs that I had, and. We made a few revisions over two years and basically resulted in a product that fixed all the issues that I had personally, you know, working in an environment I was working in. And I sent it out to a few friends, you know, like around the world that I knew from the pain correction, you know, part of things and they all liked it. So they were like, Jason, this this is this actually works, man. Like like for real? Like it it, it works. Yeah. So at that point, I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'll, 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 I'll go live with it. I'll, I'll see what happens. And I put it out and it just, it took off. Yeah. Congratulations, man. That's cool. So Barry, um, you know, this is, we've known each other for, I want to say about five years now, I think. And, um, you know, SB3 though, that's not your first offering, right? You had another company before that. And then of course it was presidential details, but kind of jump in how you, went from presidential details to Americana, correct? And then SB3 coatings. Uh, man, I, I don't know. I think I was, years of working with Tonch Corn, I think kind of influenced uh, a little bit of some of the stuff that I had to offer with uh, 3D, you know, behind the scenes, a little helping him out. Um, you know, I'm very thankful for the opportunity that I had with them. Um, you know, and just so everybody knows, it's an honor to be here with all you guys tonight as well. Um, but, for me, it just, it seemed like it fit. It seemed natural. You know, I was, I'm never content. I always got to keep pushing forward. Um, detailing cars, I felt like when I, I felt like I accomplished everything that I wanted to accomplish detailing cars. It was, you know, I, I wanted to have the bigger shop. I wanted to do a certain amount of cars. I, I did all that. And as we transitioned, um, you know, I had a really great shop manager. You know, I'm, I'm a big a big guy on team team efforts and uh, uh, shop manager of mine, um, Scott Ward, we were talking one night and basically I came back from SEMA one year and I said, let's start something. Uh, we started Americana. Um, it, it did pretty well. It did pretty well. I came out with a nice pad design. Uh, they're still using it today. Um, four partners, a lot of, a lot of headaches and uh, we just kind of, Sold it, walked away, and I instantly wanted something more. Um, and I still want something more. So brought to the table SB3, and here we are today. I think we made a, a pretty good impact on what we're doing so far in the last couple of years, three years. 
But that's about yeah. it. I mean, nothing, nothing crazy. I just worked hard and believed in myself and believed in the team around me. And we, we built a strong foundation and grew from there. I'd have to say, Bob. Yeah. No, congratulations, man. I was on your website today. It's very impressive. I mean, I've always been impressive with your work. Now, Levi, you're just the coolest guy, right? I mean, <laughs> Rennie and I, we got to get, you know, we, we, we're not gutsy enough to get tattoos. So we're just going to wear, you know, the fake sleeve. Right. <laughs> yeah, so, hey, that's all right. Yeah, yeah. That's we're it. just trying to hang with you. No, maybe we can go get one step further and yeah. like have them get those fake ink ones. Yeah. You know, so that way they wear off, but we're not total sissies. Yeah. What do they know? call that? I, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, but uh, so Levi, I mean, from Hawks Detailing, right, in Boise yep. to the Rag Company. And, you know, I don't know if I really know the story how you got involved with the Rag Company. Uh, well, so. Yeah, I've been detailing for, gosh, since I was 16 years old here in Boise. Um, and when I started Hawks uh, in 2011, um, that kind of became, you know, instead of working for somebody, it became my thing. And so I started doing my own research and got active in the forums, got active on social media uh, and met a lot of these guys while we were all still back in 2011 when everybody kind of moved over to Facebook from the big forums. Um and it was through that that caused me to start looking for better towels because I was tired of scratching paint uh, using Costco microfiber and finding that all the supply trucks in the area or the body shops were literally just buying Costco Kirkland signature towels. So did a little research, found out that the rag company uh, was one of three companies. I checked out Ian's company, uh, Microfiber Tech, Autofiber. Um, I looked at Microfiber Madness and I looked at the Rag Company, which were the kind of the three big names in premium microfiber. Uh, and lo and behold, when I Googled the Rag Company one morning, just to go to their website, I just remember typing like the Rag Microfiber or something because I couldn't remember the name. It pulled up on the Google search, Boise, Idaho, and showed the storefront. And I was like, wait, what? Hold on. They're in Boise? And emailed Jeff and said, hey, you know, I just want to come by if I can. So me and my guys went, we spent three hours that day in his store learning of everything we could about microfiber. I think I walked out of there with 200 bucks worth of stuff. Uh, went back the next day, Matt and I, my assistant manager, headed back there on our lunch break and bought another $300 worth of microfiber um, and just wanted to pick their brain. That led to an addiction. We spent uh, pretty much once a week, we'd go visit and... Jeff and Dane and those guys basically said uh, there's only about four or five employees total. Dane had this idea to do videos and he said, Hey, could we use your shop? You're the only detailer we know um, that comes in here. Could we use your shop as a backdrop? And I said, yeah, sure. That'd be fun. We could do that. I'm game. And that's kind of how it all kicked off and how it started. Uh, Jeff and I did a, did a, um, we had a meeting somewhere that he had to go to. Uh, in California, and he called me and said, hey, can you come with me? I don't know anything. Uh, and it was on that trip, he basically said, how do I hire hire you to come work for me? And it took about nine months from, the, from that trip to selling my shop and making that clean break over to working for the rag company. But the rest is history. Yeah, you guys uh, got uh, quite a... Uh... A business going on in Boise. I know we'll be there next week. Yeah. And there's a few more than four or five employees now. Uh, there's yeah. uh, we're, we have 
43 employees and we're in 65,000 square feet. So uh, little, a little bit. I, yeah. When I first, when I first went to their store, it was 3000 square feet and there was like four people. So, um, pretty nuts, but yeah, yeah it's crazy. And then, so, uh, you know, Rennie, I don't know how you got into this business. How did you wow. do that? How, well, who suckered you in? <laughs> you know, it, it, I, 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 ironically how things work, man. I really, um, one of my best friends, um, I stepped out right before we got on this call with all these, these cool people. And I grew up with him and we, and we watched each other's struggles. And a lot of our friends didn't make it out of our hometown. They're still there. And I love you guys. Yeah, I mean, they, they, a lot of them follow my stuff and I'm so blessed to have that of, of lifetime friends. But you know, I told him, he says, do you get nervous? And I went, yeah, I do, man. I still get, you know, not nervous, but like anxious. I, I, because I don't want to say the wrong thing that leads the, somebody down the wrong road. Does that make sense? Because mm -hmm. like somebody else said, is, uh, uh, Barry said, you know, it, it, and Billy said, is building up people. And we've, we've done that. The three of us have come together and we've done that. But, you know, my story was starting out small, but I've never, everything in my life has been Mount Everest. It was either really hard to climb or I had to get there. It was one or the other. And um, the number seven has always been important to me. First off, it was my first football number when I was five years old. But it's ironic because I always believed that, you know, my mentors, as I became more successful, seven sources of income. And so I started out throwing my, my uh, I was an early, a lot of people, you might not even heard this, but our, our started out as a, uh, we bought McGuire's products from a, 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 a McGuire's warehouse representative and we mm -hmm. resold McGuire's products in one of our shops. And it was a miserable failure because we bought it for, you know, let's say two bucks and sold it for two fifty. It wasn't much. And I had to buy in at like 10,000 uh, bucks. And it was, I had 10,000 bucks sitting on the shelves that I couldn't use to build my, what I really did for a living. Um, and then we helped Shell Oil launch a couple products. We had a lot of success with that. Uh, we got involved with Flex Tools, you know. Uh, we got involved with Sonex. We've, we've helped test a lot of products through the years. And then when I met you uh, and Dave, uh, it was funny because you guys were so subtle about wanting to do something together. You know, you Suckering guys, them in, basically. Yeah, it was. It was. And, but you're so classy. And I just, you made me think about the big picture of working with the family-based business. Cause that's all of us are that anybody on this call, we're, we're family big, we're small. Right. And, and, and I remember telling Diane, I said, you know, and it wasn't Sonex was a great company. I had no problems with Sonex, but I, it was a big company and I didn't relate to big as much as I did family. And I just remember being around the Phillips family and wanting to be more part of whatever they had going, they had good mojo going. And, uh, and it, and, and it didn't happen right away. It happened when it was ready. And I think that's massively important. The other thing that's interesting is I'm sitting here and everybody that's gone through is Jace, military background, correct? Sir. Yes, sir. Barry? Billy? Yes, sir. Anybody else on the call? Myself, Diane? He's got military background. And I think that when you've got that background for a certain percentage, hey, I mean, thanks, fellas, for your service. But I think when you've got drive like these fellas do, and then you've got the discipline, which really comes down to what that's really what the military teaches you is discipline. That's unstoppable. And when you got that drive and you got that discipline, um, 
that's why all these folks are here, man. That's why they're all here. Mount Everest was in front of them. They ain't going to stop. Yeah. So there's how we got into it. So, you know, it's uh, what I really like is the, the diversity in the group. You know, everybody's got their own style, right? Uh, yep. And yeah. unique individuals. But flavor. I think one of the things that we really share in common is, you know, is that, like we said, we're about propping the, not propping the industry up. That's the wrong term. You know, helping the industry be successful. But one of the things I think is interesting, a lot of detailers think they can become, you know, a product distributor or a brand. And there's so much to the process. And one of the things that's great is, I mean, we've all gone through that process, but you guys are, you know, you're, we're out, we're all out there fighting it, but you're fighting it currently. And I think Billy, I'd like to, I got, you know, a long list of questions here uh, on paper and in my head, but one of the things I'm thinking about is, so for those that want to create a brand, you know, what are the pros and cons? I mean, how has it affected you? Well, I mean, you know, uh, just to put it bluntly, I mean, you know, so I think a lot of people would be, drawn to it maybe like but you know you like to see your name on a bottle on a jug or something maybe a little bit of ego driven maybe passion driven in the beginning to me I thought what'd well, be kind of cool I have my own product line but I think with anything that you accomplish in life if you're a driven person it's going to drive you well I want more well I did that well now I want more you know and I want to take it to something else so the upside of getting involved in it is just that, you know, you can look at a, a, a bottle of something and say, well, that's cool. That has my name on it. Now you got to go sell it. And then as you go sell it, there's 50 other people out there selling theirs too. So what is it that you bring to the table? I think is the important question to ask yourself that was going to you know, separate you from everybody else or make your product stand out. So um, it's definitely not easy and, and it shouldn't be easy. Our industry should be, made up of a bunch of product manufacturers, distributors, brands, and we all work our butts off to get where we are. So I think just constantly evolving and working on your base is, is an upside downside, man. You get, Oh, for people that cry on Facebook about haters, guys, man, you've not seen hate. Go, go put your name on something and go out there and, and, and sell it to the mass public. You, you haven't even seen haters yet. So the downside is, um, you know, in the beginning, you have a lot of hate. Downside is it consumes a lot of time, a lot of questions. This phone goes off nonstop. I got it on mute all the time. But to me, that's my job, right? So you got to take the dumb stuff with the good stuff. But it's all in how you look at it. You know, it's it's a challenge. Everything's a challenge. We make products that fail all the time. We just introduced a new product on the market. You know, so we've got with six products on the market now, but we probably failed at eight or nine before they ever came to the market. So accepting failure is going to be an important part of it too. And it's, you know, you'll see guys out there on the internet. Well, I'll, just, I'll go create my own product line, man. You know, to be a product, a brand ambassador, uh, product manufacturer, you've got to be able to take it on the chin and get back up and continue going. You've got to continue in personal development. You have to continue to learn the business side, how distribution works, how pricing works, how to answer questions, you know, what's an SDS sheet. And, there's just a ton of that stuff. So depending on how you look at it will be an upside or a downside, but that's just a nutshell of what I think the advice or the information I would give somebody from my experience. Well, what's interesting is, you know, having been in this business a long time and having a, a you know, kind of a, a clear understanding of distribution. I mean, one of the things is when I see detailers, you know, want to become a brand, it's all about distribution. You know, you can have the best product in the world, but if you don't have a method to deliver it to the street, and get it out there. And most people think you can put it on a website and that'll just work. I mean, you may get lucky and that may work, but man, you got to have people that have your back and have that are supporting your brand. 
you know, Jace, one of the things when we talked a, a few weeks back, you know, I, number one, I really enjoyed our conversation, but one of the things I loved is you, you use the term, and I don't think this is how you said it, but this is how Randy and I say it all the time. It's like, you know, we've been doing this a long time, but we still feel like we're just getting started. And one of the things that you said is like, hey, I want to see, you know, I want to see my brand, you know, to the finish line. And I thought that was really interesting because obviously, you know, your compound is, you know, your, your key component of your brand, but you've got more in store. So what do you see in the future for, you know, your, your company? I mean, I, I see an entire product line personally, but the, the, the way I'm going about it is a little bit different because I take my time to develop like every single like every single step of the way, I'm, I'm there. I don't leave it in, in, in the hand of my chemist. I don't leave it in the hand of anybody else. So all the product development and well, well, all the testing that goes on, I do it personally. And if I'm happy with it, that's when others get a chance to test it to see if it's actually good or not. So so the entire line is it's taking a while to come to fruition. But I mean, just for example, the finishing polish I'm working on, I've start, started four times now. It's been going on for almost almost three and a half years, but if I'm not happy with it, there's no way I'm going to release it. <laughs> I said, "What's wrong with you, man? Can't you figure it out?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never thought a finishing polish would be would be this hard, but but like I'm really picky, and thankfully I do have a chemist that is really patient because there's been a few times where he said, "Oh, it's perfect. Yeah, you shouldn't you shouldn't have to make any changes to it now. It's 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 gonna it's gonna be a hit," and I have to respond to him saying. Uh, Nope. it's okay it's not where where i'm i'm not happy with it yet and you can take that you know constructive that, that criticism and actually you know make changes so so i do see an entire line in in the future but i choose to go slowly to make sure it's exactly how i want it to be and not just trying to throw some out there just to make some money so i'm just right. in the interview have you have you watched the, the program Breaking Bad? Have you heard of it? It's on Netflix. Yes, sure. I, I want to start with your product called Breaking Good because I think the shit's addictive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, if you guys haven't used it, it. Uh, I mean, I'm a product guy, right? Man, uh, you're fired. Credit, credits due or credits due. It's, it's, it's bad. Thank so, you. Stevens on yet, right? Though. No. Yeah. Okay. We're hoping to get Jeremy on, but uh, so Barry, I, I think one of the things is when I think of just creating a brand, there's always a lot of challenges. So when you created, let's just take SB3, because obviously Americana was a brand, but SB3 is your latest offering. You know, what was your biggest challenge when you launched that brand? Uh, a coding company coming into a week. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good question, my friend. <laughs> Did you see his face? I'm like, he's like, hmm. yeah, answer that. <laughs> I mean, no, honestly, I our hardest challenge was, I mean, trying to figure out a couple of the things that we wanted to do, which direction we wanted to go. Um, you know, we knew, and you know, and it. For, keep in mind, it's not just me. You know, it's me and my partner, Scott. We, we have some teams. But um, we knew when we approached this that if we just come out as another coding company, it, it's going to be a nightmare. So we started with three products. Um, that's literally where the three came from. Um, you know, Alpha Omega. And we started with Flyover, which uh, Billy actually named, by the way. 
Um, you know, I got to give them credit where it's due. And we just kind of went from there. We started with three, and today we have 25 products, I think. Really? Um, yeah, we're coming out with, I believe, five or six for Mobile Tech um, with a whole new revamp of lineup. Um, it, it's uh, the biggest hurdle, though, I think, is, you know, for me, it's not, not listening to the online drama. I tend to fall for that personally. Um, I, I, I like to get in, help and talk. And I got to remember, just shut your mouth sometimes and let it go um, and just move on. I, I think uh, that's my hardest challenge for me personally. Um, as a company, when we started, it was obviously, hey, we came out of this, as a coding company and we had some serious competition. Nobody took us serious. Everybody kind of laughed at us. Companies made fun of us. Detailers picked on us. Uh, friends who I thought were friends left me. Um, you know, completely disowned me, completely disbarred me. Um, people laughed, they joked, and you know what? I didn't give a shit, man. I had one goal, and that was to just keep moving forward. I know who my true friends are. I know who the true people are in this industry, the people that really are for the better of the industry. Um, and that was that was it, man. We just we just moved forward. Uh, you know, I can't. I'm not going to sit here and dwell on anything. You know, I'm going to just keep pushing forward one step at a time. That's Dude, it. This, this, we're talking, Bob and I are talking about, you know, each one of you, I'm going to add something. Here, these guys are our competitors, and here I am, like, building them up. It's like, that's kind of cool, though, right? That's allowed. It's what Am it's I'm about. Allowed. So, Barry's, like, like, like his his marketing, dude, is spot on. Like, his bottles, everything's thought out. I want to know where he gets OCD. No, no yeah, right? He's just OCD. His, his stuff is, dude, I think that you've captured so many people's interests just by capturing their interest. Like, you know, and then he's a character himself. But, God. Man, oh, I take huge pride, very huge pride in simplicity. If you look at our logo, like there was a guy online the other day that said, your logo is not a logo if it has just your name on it. I wanted to smack him. Nice guy. But when I looked at it, I'm like, dude, our logo is just our name. And people know it now. People see it. They know it. Like, and I, I get to what he was saying. But at the same time, I was like, dude, you have no idea, man. We worked hard to get where we're at. We're happy with what we're doing. Want to respond to him and say Coca-Cola? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, by the way, if I, um, not to interrupt, but Rennie, you, you talked about the word discipline in the military, and it brought up a, a phrase of mine that I live by ever since I spent some time at Fort Benning, Georgia. Um, if you were in the military infantry and you went to Benning, the, the phrase was, discipline must be a habit so ingrained that it has to be stronger than the fear of battle or death itself. Yep. I'll, never, I'll never forget that, but that was, you know, you made, you made that pop back up into this small head of mine, and I appreciate that. I just wanted to let you know. Uh, it's true. It's, you know, fear is an uh, amazing, amazing um, emotion. It can save you, and it can, and it can make you. You know, in my my case, um, fear hasn't never been a. It's, I'm probably stupid sometimes. You know, you know it, it's interesting, Barry. You, you mentioned about you know jumping in with coatings, and and we had obviously we have inspiration, but when we launched inspiration, <laughs> we specifically our strategy was to just fly under the radar. Yep. Like, just have the coating be there. We, in fact, Rennie, we it was a calculated decision. We didn't even want Rennie to push it. 
we just wanted it to be just a product that people could buy if they wanted to buy it and let it find its way. Yep. And uh, to go out there and hit that industry head on, man, that, 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 that took some courage, but you know, um, a lot of great people out there. So Levi, one of the things that I think is, you know, really cool is, you know, the rag company has cur has curated this, you know, still, you know, detailing brand. You guys still are out there working on cars every day. It's kind of your key component, but obviously, you know, having a detail shop has taught you a lot, but how is, how is your skills as a detailer really played into uh, benefiting the rag company? Um, well, that's a good question. The, I think the biggest thing is, you know, myself and, and Anthony Fisher, my counterpart, uh, we are able to work at, at, you know, when Jeff and Carolyn, when they first got the business and, and bought it from the previous owners, they didn't know, you know, Jeff, Jeff laughed because like one towel we brought forward was a pearl weave. And I said, we really need to get into to doing a pearl weave. And Jeff saw that he didn't know what we were talking about. I showed him the towel and he's like, oh man, they had this towel since 99 and we got it. We didn't know what to sell it as. We didn't know what it was used for. So we just got, we, you know, we stopped, we stopped carrying it. So to have a set of detailers who look at things and watch the market and go, hey, this is what we need to be doing, or this is what we need to have, or this is something where, you know, maybe the market trend is going um, has really helped us. But then we get to look at it from different sides. Anthony is the, uh, the detailer who wants to take his time, who wants to be in his garage, is, has that level of OCD, and uh, is, is that weekend warrior where I come from, you know, just like Barry, just like uh, uh, Bear, uh, Billy, you know, we were detailers and we did auction work, we did dealership work, we did retail work, and it's all about finding those efficiencies in, and, and like Rennie, like you got to make money. This has got to, it's got to be able to, to put a roof over your head and take care of the guys that are below you. And if there's no time to spend 30 hours on a detail, unless you're getting paid quite heavily for that 30, you know, it's not just a detail on the weekend that can hang out in his garage and, and chill out. I'm thankful I'm finally get to be that detailer and I get to spend that time and hang out, but it's it's about looking at it for two different two different groups the weekend warriors and the uh the actual hardcore business owners and that's kind of what we do we curate every time we bring in a line or we bring in a new tool or we develop a new towel it always has to pass anthony and i both of us have to agree on it and that's jeff's number one rule if anthony or i don't agree it doesn't come into the market it doesn't come into our store and sometimes that's why we cherry pick. There are times we'll cherry pick a product line. And I mean, we did that with Double Black. And there were items that Anthony and I had to agree on before we could bring it on. And once the brand proves itself, then we can bring on the rest of, you know, rest of the lineup or, or what have you. Um, and I've still got products from two, three years ago that I'm trying to get Anthony on and he won't, he, he'll, he's, he's just not there. And vice versa. There's products he has where he's like, dude, this stuff's good. And I'm like, eh, it's just not going to work. It's not going to work from the, you know, viewpoint I have. Um, and I think that's really key in how we run the business. I think, you know, every business has a long road. And one of the, the, the 
the group of the panelists, you know, everybody kind of started in a similar situation. I mean, the rag company is very unique that, although, you know, they didn't like Barry entered coding when, you know, it was a very difficult challenge to enter that space. But the rag company kind of entered the, the microfiber towel business when the, the designated detail towel was the Costco towel. And yeah. still it's the, the, one of the most affordable towels in the market, but yet you guys entered it. And then through your, you know, marketing and ability, you guys made microfiber sexy again. And so, I mean, that, that's a huge challenge to overcome. Yeah. I mean, Costco. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're literally coming into battle a 38 cent towel. And how do you tell somebody they don't need a 38 cent towel, they need a $5 towel. And uh, it, that's, that's what it is. But we made it, we figured out a way to, I don't know, make it fun, make it enjoyable. We created a culture and, uh, you know, we've, you know, we've got super fans. We've got people that buy every single towel. They may not even be a professional detailer, but they buy every type of towel when it comes out because they just want the collection or they want to have that or, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. And it still amazes me to this day. And I'm super humbled and thankful that people listen to what I have to say. That's for sure. So, I mean, Rennie, obviously, you know, we had a lot of challenges when we launched Double Black. But I mean, what do you think were some of the greatest challenges when we entered this space? Oh, wow. As a, you know, boutique brand. I mean, let's face it, we just came from SEMA. And, you know, you had just joined us as our spokesperson. And, um, you know, we had a great SEMA. We didn't sell shit. And, uh you know, it was everything. We love you, but we didn't sell anything. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, well, was... you know, we got to sell something. And then we said, hey, we got to come up with a, a signature series, right? Yeah. And that's kind of how it all started. You know, I think, um, I think just taking and coming to the point where we, uh, where we agreed on what our branding was going to be, and that it had to be personal. I think that was the biggest challenge of that first hurdle of making sure. And Jay said it best is that we we nitpicked every part and and honestly i think part of our success was is that we made double black a we looked at the marketing was there anything named double black in in detailing we had all we had other kind of uh, icon i mean we had all kinds of names picked out uh, but then we came back and we said we had a powwow and we said hey what's our passions and dave dave uh bob myself all love the ski and we said well hold on what about double black experts only I said double black, I think, and you said, hey, experts only. And then we came out with that, and then you searched it, word searched it. And we were thinking some rating system that would create kind of elite status. And then, you know, we looked at the the river rating system, yeah, right? Yeah, you know, class yeah. four rapid. Yeah. Climbing, like, eh, climbing, climbing, climbing systems. You know. nothing, re nothing really resonated like two black diamonds. Yeah. I mean, people kind of knew what that meant. And then it played into our passion, which, again, I think brings up something that – you know, I think each one of us, the panelist tears, it falls back to that of what you believe in, you know, and right. what, and I, you know, for SB3, I, I like it. It's an easy, you know, I mean, uh, the last guy, I mean, there's just, when you know a story, you know, I, it, it's funny because we made it a story. Yeah. And we made it a story. And I think just adapting to that and accepting that it would really work well was a big challenge. I didn't want, for instance, I didn't want my name on the bottle. You know, I wanted it nowhere near it. We hired we hired in. A, we hired his consultant. Yeah, we hired my consultant in, and I thought I had this one. We brought in food. We we're going to be have a whole day of negotiations, and in five minutes, my guy goes, "No, I'm signing with them. Your name's on the bottle." And he left. And, and I he was says, like, well, "If you're not selling your brand, your name, Randy, what are you selling?" That's exactly you it. Sell. 
you know, Rennie always, you know, on his podcast, he always tells kind of cool stories and things like that about the people on, on the call. And I was, you know, just thinking of a story that happened uh, actually in January. Uh, we were at Mobile Tech Expo. Mm -hmm. And what has become tradition in the double black team when we travel is, number one, if we were traveling three or four or five of us, it's much more affordable to rent a house. Yeah. And uh, we always enjoyed kind of hanging out together. Well, at Mobile Tech this year, uh, we rented a 10 bedroom house with 10 bathrooms. Mm -hmm. I think it was right. Mm -hmm. yep. And only are those houses are only available next to Disney world. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. because everybody goes down there, they bring their families down there. They form a compound for a week or two. So it's 11 o'clock at night and everybody in our house is just about in bed and I'm on Facebook and I think it's either Facebook live or Instagram. <laughs> I, I can't remember what it was, but I'm watching Billy show his feed of their house. And I'm like, son of a bitch. Yeah, that house looks place. just like our house. <laughs> and so I'm sitting here going like, what the hell? So I text, I think I text Billy or I can't remember what I did. I go, God, Billy, man, your house is just like ours. We must be in the same neighborhood. What's your address? So he texts us his address. It's three doors down from our house. But Billy, what you don't know, and Barry, you don't know, because I know you were there. What I was watching is these guys were, you know, they were They're having fun. a great time, right? And yeah. our house was asleep. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't dare respond in kind to share my address because I was scared that Barry up. And, and Billy were going to come knocking on our door. So I ran downstairs. I grabbed Keith. I go, come on, you got to wake up, man. He's like, what? I go, get up. We're going down the street. We got to go to Billy's house because if I text him to walk down the street, he'll come here and he'll wake everybody up. Well, what you didn't know is we're Diane and I are upstairs. We're like, Dan, somebody's having a party, man. We need to go figure out where this is. We time, man. It was like, wow. So we didn't, we didn't tell Billy that we were coming. So Keith and I walked down the street and we pound on the front door like it's the police. We're like, bam, 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 police. And they open the door like, oh, my God. And anyway, I mean, that was a really good time. Hopefully, <laughs> happens this year, right? We're all hoping. I mean, it, with the way things are going, maybe not. But, you know, maybe we'll get to see everybody there. But, well, I hope so. Um, you know, that was obviously, you know, one of the things that's really cool is, you know, we're all friends in our industry. And I, I, I just love that. I mean, it's – it's Look at this. Man. I mean, the guys that are on here. Right. Some of the coolest guys in the – in absolutely the world, man. absolutely you I'm, know? I'm disappointed we don't have jeremy on because he's got yeah he's got, he's a, got a really cool story well hold on so jeremy and we got a rule and it's unsound every time jeremy and i get together at sema we cry because we 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 emotionally charge each other so much in our backgrounds and the struggles and our kids and you know all this stuff comes together and so it, it is a shame he couldn't come on but um you know these guys are the same way it's really cool that i've gotten to spend you know private time like friendship time with these guys right. and we're all in the same we're all in the same gig I yeah mean, that didn't happen in our industry guys 10 years ago yep. any that would have happened we'd be throwing daggers at each other no and I, you know one of the things i think is, cool is anybody on the call i feel like if i ever if we ever you know needed some advice oh, or yeah. counseling or something we always oh, need counseling billy, billy's but, sitting next to us this yeah, this year he goes, hey yeah. man, he, he, you know at, at Mobile Tech, and he goes, introduce me to, you know, hey man, who's the chick from you know Autogang? I said, man, come on, I'll go down and 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 buy, Billy, I walked right up, didn't I? He just introduced yeah. and said, you need his product in your lineup. Didn't and it happened, didn't it, Billy? It happened. We're there. That's yeah. it. Congratulations. Yeah. Hey, thank you. Thanks, Thanks, awesome. 
it's a nice, you know, checkbox to get on on geek. geek, right? I mean, well, truth be amazing people to work with too. You know? Oh God, they're so just unreal. there's no, there's nobody better. Right. Hey, so I'd like to get. I mean, I was trying to, you know, wanted to ask individual questions, um, but there is one uniform question that you know I'd like to kind of people to sum up with is, you know, obviously, you know, looking forward, you know, to your brand, what do you see, you know, as the biggest challenge? And let's start with you, Billy. What do you see as the biggest challenge for ADG? Biggest challenge for ADG is going to be staying relevant, right? Staying on the cutting edge and growing at the same time. Uh, I don't want just a product line. I want a brand, a following. I want to grow outward. I want, you know, to, again, I want to build people. The product line is just the front line. So I think remaining relevant and growing and growing smart. It, it, believe me, and it's not just me. We got great distributors that we deal with that I talk to that help educate me. I didn't know anything when we first started this. So, you know, that was a huge hurdle in itself. But uh, staying relevant and staying uh, disciplined, focused going forward, that's going to be the biggest hurdle. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, staying relevant is, you know, because the window of opportunity of a brand can be small. You know, most people think, oh, you got years to sell something. But, you know, oh. I use the term, I would say this to Renny, I go, you know, when the market's hot, you know, you may be stressed, but man, you got to step on the throttle, man. You got to go, right? Because right. if you've got that opportunity, you got to seize it. So, Jace, for you, what do you see for uh, the biggest challenge for your brand? Yeah, I think just a steady progression and scaling because, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm at 17 and a half years in the military now, so I'm nearing retirement. And whenever I do get to that point, then I can actually put 100% into the business. So uh, obviously at that point, yeah, I, I would expect to grow because as of right now, it's just me and my wife that you know run the whole operation. So so I think scaling is going to be one of our biggest challenges because I mean, we can't stay where we are right now. So just taking a leap and actually pushing it to the next level, I think, will be uh, our biggest challenge. Yeah, scaling is a challenge. You know, demand... A lot of people think, you know, you can handle any demand, but when things get really popular, it can be very stressful to try and, you know, deliver a product in demand. So, Barry, what about SB3? Pac-Man. Oh, there, there he is. That no, Pac-Man, that's going to be the biggest hurdle. Yep, hang hold on, on, hold on, on Barry. We, lost we, got audio. we lost your, your audio, Barry. Hold on one second. Let's see what's going on. I think it's that good. Now we got you. Now we got you. Cool. Thank you. Um, for us, I think our, our biggest challenge is, you know, obviously we've gone, we're in 21 countries, I believe right now um, for us. So that's, that's been, we're trying to like going global with something new for us, new for me as well. Um, so for us, we're trying to just like one country, one country, one country and take our time. Um, for us. And then the next, our next hurdle, I think is, which you'll see some stuff at mobile tech that may shock a lot of people. Um, we were going to bring some stuff to SEMA, but obviously that didn't happen. So we upped our game for mobile tech. Um, and I think the next biggest challenge is department stores. Um, we're working, we're looking at advanced um, AutoZone, O'Reilly's, a few other things right now at the moment too. Um, you're going to see a new brand ambassador in a few weeks, um, for us, which is, which was a challenge. We, 
we looked at several professional race car drivers um, and we really took a different approach. Um, we we want to go back to an old school family like approach. I think um, you're going to see a new brand ambassador, professional race car driver come out uh, with SB3 here in a few weeks, um, which is pretty something pretty huge. And then we've got, yeah, we've got a lot going on, man. It's, but the biggest challenge for us is understanding the growth and not, I, I don't know. I think in my eyes, it's easy to grow, but if you can't execute proper growth, you're going to fold just as fast as you grow. And that our patience with our, our growth has been one of our biggest challenges right now at the moment, truthfully. Yeah. So Levi, I know the rag company, boy, you guys have changed. You've added, I mean, you guys, every time I go up there, there's something different going on. So what do you see as the biggest challenge? You guys have a ton going on at the rag company right now. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty nuts. Um, so we've seen almost explosive growth. And I think uh, a lot of it is uh, Anthony and I and, and uh, Dane, uh, we kind of joke with, and even Jeff gets in on it where we, we start to, you know, I guess get too big for our britches. And uh, thankfully we have John to keep us on the straight and narrow and uh, make sure we're, we're always forging ahead. But um, man, for us, it's, uh, it's just the amount of space that we're getting into. We're starting to find that it's, you know, harder and harder to, um, you know, get into the right space and grow. We're, we're literally, we've been securing a warehouse and then we're already max capacity with that warehouse and we're on to the next one to look. Thankfully, our building complex and campus that we're in, uh, we've got some stuff on the horizon with them. So that helps. But uh, just trying to stay true, you know, the, the amount of employees that we brought in and that level of quality we're trying to keep, just like when it was, you know, Jeff and Carolyn in their garage with Dane as the only employee, um, you know, we want to make sure there's still that personalization, still that individual level of quality. Um, and that, you know, that's just something that, that we're not gonna, uh, deviate from regardless of how many chances or easier ways where we can go like, oh man, we can have the factory do that for us. And then we don't have to worry about it. And we, you know, we enjoy employing people locally. We enjoy being able to provide for, for folks here. And, uh, that's something that, you know, and that, that personalized family service that, you know, we're kind of known for and famous for is, is one of the things that, that, you know, I think we're never going to give up, but as we grow, we've taken on more and more and grown larger than I think any of us ever thought we would get to. Um, and we're just going to be enjoying the ride. And we're thankful for every single one of our brand partners that have helped us along the way. So. Yeah, no, thank you guys. I know that, uh, uh, you've certainly helped catapult Double Black a little oh, bit as man. well. So, Rennie, what do you what do you see for uh, Double Black's biggest challenges? We talked about a lot today. Yeah, I think a lot of what you know these fellows have talked about, uh, same things. But I think remaining very progressive. Um, you know, it we're lucky because we're working very hard, but at that same time, um, I gotta we love what we do. We love who we do it with, uh, and then I think becoming more innovative. Uh, I think that's a really challenge to become more successful is that you can't, you, you can't, again, Mount Everest, you can't, you can't be happy with making it to base camp. You've got to, you got to shoot for the, for the peak. Um, and then probably the biggest challenges for me personally 
and with the brand is is leaving deposits and lives. I, I think that as we get in there, as we've got opportunities as all of us is don't forget that, you know, some of you are very young, some of you are middle-aged, some of you are older, um, is that you've got you've to make an impact. You've got to put craters in, in this life that we live, in this businesses we've got. And then, and then personally is I hope that I can live as an example for others to strive for. That I hope that, that you know, my reasonable growth strategies uh, of staying out of debt, of be, never give up, you know, being educated, uh, make friends wherever you go, no, don't know a stranger. Um, and, then, and then also finding various sources of income. You might start out as a, a detailer. You don't have to end that as a detailer. Nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being a detailer. There's, there's plenty of times that I wish I still had a, a retail shop open to go and do stuff at. You know, I miss that side of it. Um, but I, I really think that, you know, it, it looking at it is, is making an impact within others, what they're doing, uh, our team, and, and then our customers and making it fun. Yeah, for sure. Well, guys, we're at uh, 54 minutes. We promise an hour. We're doing pretty good. I really, you know, everyone's, your guys' time is extremely valuable. Uh, your friendship is very important to Rennie and I. And, and you know, your, what you're doing for the detailing industry is absolutely incredible. I look forward to the day when we can all see each other again. Oh, man. And let me tell you, well, thinking, speaking yeah. of that, hey, why don't we make an invite right now? Yeah. Any of you guys are on this call, you know, we're doing more and more with our, we're getting ready to really make this a, uh, probably not no, clear, not as nice as the rag company, but we're turning it into a production studio slowly, but surely it's there. Every one of you is always invited a, a free invite to come out here. Let's do something with all of our brands. That would be fun. One-on-one -on -one. show the industry by example that people can work together. You're all invited. And then, uh, just God bless America on my side. Yeah. Randy's got a pretty spectacular shop here. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's just comfortable. I mean, it, it's, it's the right size. It's everything. So it's really comfortable. I want to thank you guys for joining and uh, everybody enjoy a nice evening. Good night all. Take care, Take care guys. Man. Thanks Happy for joining. Thank you. Thanks guys. Thanks for Appreciate it. It's great. Thank awesome. you.